up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Dan Kiefer coming to you with Justin Trees for another episode of Talking Football. Sorry, our fearless co-host, Austin Cunningham, is unable to join us. Clearly too scared of the Dolphins to come on a podcast and talk shit. He just didn't want this heat, folks. But before we get into our bets, and you know we're going to get deep into the Miami KC game, we got a little news we got to catch up on. Uh, starting off, let's dial the clocks back. Justin, Monday night, we had another disappointing national championship. It had potential. Every now and then you thought, you just thought this was going to be a game that wasn't trash, but unfortunately, much like the entire era of the four-team playoff, we were left disappointed. Yeah, we were. I mean, it sucks because Washington had so many chances. So many chances just to yep. score once and make this close, but and but it wasn't enough of a blowout to turn it off. Is the problem? Is like we everybody kept watching it. Also, some of us stayed on to make sure so we could watch a, some sort of video about NCAA football video game that's coming out, but that also didn't happen. So bamboozled, yeah, bamboozled. led astray, hoodwinked. Yes. So, um, but overall, I mean, like. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, obviously better than last year, but overall, I I would say that this was probably the best college football playoffs we we ever had, though. Three games. I would say the first round. The first round games were so good that it does kind of uh, make the championship game easier to swallow. Yeah. Um, The more I thought about this, obviously you watch Washington a lot more than I did this year, but it seemed like this was almost a microcosm for their season except for this time they didn't get bailed out. Yeah. Uh, so many times this year, Washington came down to the last play of the game or the last drive of the game or the final two minutes, and they were just able to find a way to win games. They were able to overcome their mistakes and win games. And they ran into a Michigan team, and we got to give credit to Michigan, undefeated national champion Michigan Wolverines, that every time Washington made a mistake, they made him pay for it. Okay, they, they won a national championship, and their quarterback did not pick up a first down with his arm. He picked up, I think, one or two with his legs. Two, yep. but he did back not did not pick up a first down with his arm. Yeah. Okay, we said if Michigan was going to win, they're going to run the ball. And Washington's not going to be able to stop. Early in the game, especially first half, Michigan ran the ball at will, and then in crunch time, they just flexed. You know. How many times do we got to say it? The Big Ten, big boy football, you know, road graders up front. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. And, and, that, was and it. that was the easiest. I mean, it was the game script for Michigan to win was run the ball and make Washington pay for their mistakes. That's literally exactly what happened. Exactly what they did. So credit to Michigan. I'm happy for them. My brother-in-law is a huge Michigan guy. Um, Rush talking about going to the big house next year. Um so I'm happy. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for them. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, Pac-12 forever, though. Like, sad sad to see Pac-12 football gone. That is why I actually was rooting for Washington was strictly just because of the Pac-12. Um, but during that game, that is actually when I realized um, I had done a few things this year in the gambling side where I was like, man, what's the difference from this year to last year? Like, last year... I mean, I was 
I was 68% in college last year and it's down to like 51%. I'm like, man, that's a huge drop off. What happened? And I started really reflecting off of that. And I started realizing like, I think I gambled a little much, a little bit with my heart this year rather than my head at times. And it, and it got me into trouble. And so I went back to our sheet yesterday and started looking at it. And I was like, I for sure gambled maybe a little bit too much with my heart. So noted in my head, back to, back to, betting with my head that starts again this week and we're going to ride with it. But um, that's not the only news in college football. Um, No, actually I was going to say next up on the rundown was head coach talk NFL. Instead today, we got an absolute bomb dropped that Nick Saban, six time national champion is retiring six with Bama. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I was going to say six time with Bama, eight time, eight, or seven, 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 seven time overall. We got the one with LSU. Miami Dolphins legend Nick Saban has stepped down as head coach of the Crimson Tide. And I don't, I mean, I FaceTimed you when I saw the news because I knew I beat you to my phone. Yeah. And I wanted to tell you because I wanted to see your face. And it was the same face I made where it's just, I don't know anything different than Nick Saban in Alabama. Yeah. I mean, that's been the one constant in yeah. our football lives. Like, even, you know, Philip Rivers retires. Yeah. Fred Taylor retires. Yep. You know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all these guys retire, but before them and after them, there was always Nick Saban. Always. And now it's done. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like when you think of college football, like you really do think of Nick Saban, like that is one of the top things you think of. So it's crazy. Um, I didn't like, you could like it makes sense, right? Like the NIL and the transfer portal just puts another layer on top of this. And I think that some of these older coaches like are just like, I I can't. Like I physically just can't do this. Or like you don't love it, right? And it changes it and it's not what you love anymore. And like if you're where you are, like it's just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm calling it. And that kind of feels like what it is. I feel like Saban clearly can still coach. I mean, he was two yards away from beating Michigan, you know, and then they would have rolled over on, on Washington as well. Right. Like basically you could say pretty safe to say like two yards away from another national title. It's not about coaching. It's not about recruiting. I think it's about all the other stuff that maybe he just doesn't want to do anymore at his age. Like kind of seems like what it is, but um, end of an era. I'm going to miss him. Honestly, even though like I'm not, I'm by far not an Alabama fan or anything, but like just miss that like in college football. So now the biggest question is obviously everybody has their opinions on who's going to be the next head coach. Lots of opinions out there. I mean, somebody's going to, some organization, some institution is about to get their shit rocked because their head coach is about to leave and you just don't know which one it's going to be. Is it going to be Oregon? Is it going to be Texas? Is it going to be Ole Miss? I mean, you you know, whether Bama is interested or not, whether they're interested or not, Lane Kiffin is going to make everyone on Twitter believe that they're interested. Well, because you saw the post game after the Ole Miss win against Penn State, right? No. Post. Oh, they did a post game with him, and they're like, okay, well, now that you won, like, let's talk uh, college football playoffs, like. Who do you think is going to win? And he's like, oh, you're putting me on the spot. And then he was just like, he just went roll tide and then walked away. Like he still loves Alabama. Mm-hmm. And th- there has been a long standing mutual respect mm-hmm. between Nick and Lane. Totally. There has been. 
Um, I think in his heart of hearts, Nick knows that Lane coming in and revolutionize, uh, or I guess bringing Bama up to speed on motion, all that stuff really is what put, you know, Bama over the top when they were at their peak. So, I mean, I think what, 10 years now, we've been saying that if Nick ever hangs it up, Lane's the first call, but at the same time, like I, what we were talking about earlier and I said, I just don't know if Bama's going to want to put up with all, all the Lane's extra off the field stuff. Maybe not, but here's my, and here's the other hard part, right? This Ole Miss team that's coming back is the best team that, that Lane's ever had. Me and you were texting about this last week. I said, I'm smashing their over and I actually, last week, I almost, because the uh, odds for next year came out, I almost put money on Ole Miss last week, and now I'm happy I didn't because I would have been screwed. Then Judkins transferred the next freaking yeah, day. Then Judkins transferred. Well, I mean, they have so much talent on that team, and Jackson Dart coming back. Like, I think they're they're projected to, I mean, they're like the 10th favorite right now, but I bet they finish, I bet they start the season like 6th or 7th overall. Well, we, we played the schedule game, and we'll, we'll yeah. play it again this summer yeah. once we know how portal ends and coach, I mean, obviously now head coach openings uh, do move. But I guess, you know, we can dig into this more later when they do hire somebody. But right now, off the cuff, day of hardly any prep besides playing games in your head, do you have a name or two that you have pegged, or is it Lane Kiffin that you have pegged? So Lane's the first one that came to my head. Um, sorry, I'm just like I'm going through some stuff right now, just like looking at look looking at other names real quick. Um, I I don't think Sark is e- even close to the answer. I don't think that I think he's gonna stay at Texas for the record. I know that that's another big name. Uh, yep. What is it, Lanning from? Oregon so I State guess okay. State. So here are the top names for odds, just so everybody what about, listening at home. What about Florida? Is, sorry, what's Florida State's head coach name? Mike Norvell. So and he is so uh, the top odds right now, starting first going down, is Dan Lanning at plus three hundred. Dabo at plus 400 lanes at plus 500 Kalen DeBoer and Dion, which I think Dion's an absolute joke. They're just doing that to steal your money at plus 600. And then these names are all also jokes is Pat Shermer, urban Meyer, Billy Napier from uh, Florida, Derek Dooley, and then Mike Norvell. And then after that, it's like D'Amico Ryan's Ryan day, you know, just absolute shit shoots. I think the top three names on here are very serious and that's Dan Lanning, Dabo Sweeney and Lane Kiffin. I am very serious about those three names. We're going to say this name in our next segment, but I got my name. Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I don't see that. That's my name. Why? Defensive-minded head coach. Because it's harder to be – I don't think Mike Vrabel has to or wants to mess around with college football. That's also fair. It's way too hard to be a college coach right now. He's been vocal about how he loved his time at Ohio State. Yep. And that's not Alabama. Yeah, that's fair. But um if we're going off of those names, I'm I'm gonna just stick with Lane. I'm gonna I know it's it's cookie cutter and it's simple, but like that's gonna be the I don't know though, because Ole Miss is so like this is it. But he's I not gonna have Dabble. this chance. Again. I, I I think Could if you? you look at not just the coach's connection to Alabama, if you look at the state of college football, and we just saw what happened with Florida State playing in the ACC, yeah. and yes, Clemson is a different animal than Florida State, and yes, Dabo's been there before, so he gets to do the same thing Saban did every year, where he comes out and flexes who he is and why his team should make it, and we're going to a 12-team playoff, but 
This is not just a job in one of the big two conferences. This is the job in the big two conferences. This is the, this is the job. This is the absolute peak of college football head coaching jobs. And I can see Dabo thinking that, you know, this is time to go home. Let me correct you. Not in college football. I think this is the job in all sports. Really? I don't I don't know another job that's bigger than Alabama football. You yeah, because it is it is we, we can say it. Um it's not a fandom, it's truly a religion. It, it, absolutely. I, so yeah, no, this might be the best or most prestigious, most important head coaching job in sports. Yeah. I agree. Which is wild. Which and it's which open. is crazy. Absolutely. Oh, miss. We get so fucked. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. All right. But anyway, so, moving on to the NFL. Yes. I think it's a good, it's a, it's a, we'll, it's a we'll just keep naming names. We're just going to go rapid fire through these. Um, I guess I'll give you a team. You give me a guy or two that you think could be. Uh, this morning, another, what a day for the uh, old regime in sports, the old guard stepping down, Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll steps down. Yes. I have um, a name. I had a name right now. Yeah, I I do as well. I actually tweeted it. You and I talked about it. it and I already said it for Alabama. Mike Frabel is the name I thought about. Everybody is saying Dan Quinn because he used to coach there. Like that. Is, I think Dan Quinn's a Dan Quinn's also right there. I, so, I, okay. think, it's, you, I think it's those two. I think it's those two and those two only. Do, do you want to play a little game? Yes. I know we already started, but would you like to play a game? We can only use a name once. Okay. All right. I'm do, gonna, would you like to change your Seahawks answer? I'm going to choose... Give me a second, uh, because I can only use it once. Uh, sorry, yep. I'm going. I'm going through the names of like who's like the open jobs real quick, just so I can make sure I'm not missing something. Um, yeah, I'm gonna choose. I'll choose Dan Quinn then, if I can only use it. I too am gonna choose Dan Quinn. Uh, next job, Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders. Uh, sorry, are we saying only jobs that are currently open right now? Because like yeah. the Patriots. Yep, are we're not open. doing the Patriots thing. Okay. Um, then this is where this is commanders, commanders, commanders. I think they choose Eric Bieniemy. Okay, I had that in my back pocket. If you didn't pick Eric Bieniemy, I was going to just for the talking point. Since you did pick him, I'm gonna go. Let's get wild. I'm gonna go. Uh. Give me, yeah, give me Mike Vrabel to go to Washington. Okay. I want a steady hand. A They have a sh- pile of money. He is tired of the Titans being cheap and everything else. He can get a quarterback, which he has never had as a head coach. He's never had a franchise quarterback. Yep. Best quarterback he's ever played with was Ryan Tannehill. He took him to the AFC Championship, okay? Exactly. Yep. That's impressive, folks. Yes. So Mike Vrabel is my pick for the Commanders. Why not? Let's throw okay. some shit at the wall. Next one, Chargers. Jim Harbaugh. I love that. Yeah, I also Jim Harbaugh off the Chargers. Yep. I, that makes just way too much sense. Yep. Okay, Raiders. Antonio Antonio Pierce. I don't like that we're matching all these. I think we have the same theory doing these. I got to change it up for the Raiders. Then I am going to take Mike McDonald. I understand Antonio Pierce, Mike McDonald, kind of cut from the same cloth. That defensive mind with a lot of passion, a lot of uh, locker room presence. But I think the Raiders recognize what Antonio Pierce has done. And since you picked him, I can't. 
So if they think maybe he just doesn't have enough experience, we're going to go Mike McDonald because what he's done with the Raiders and what he did at Michigan, he changed how both those teams play defense for the better. And he has had a great year. We see it every, whatever coordinator really stands out on the NFL's, you know, possibly best team gets a head coach job. Mike McDonald had to go somewhere. I'm putting him in this hole. Okay. Next one is the Panthers. Probably in my opinion, the worst job out there. Yes. Uh, you go first. I have, I don't okay, I'm gonna go Bobby Slowick on this one. The oh. he's, yeah, you shouldn't let shouldn't let me go first. Shouldn't yep. let me go first. See, yep. we, we talk too much. We do. And here's why: we saw what he did with C.J. Stroud. Yes. We know the Shanahan system is known for being quarterback friendly. Look what Brock Purdy's done. Look what Tua Tungvaloa has done. They want that for Bryce Young. Bryce Young is actually the perfect Shanahan system quarterback. Because he just plays point guard, right? We, we talked about that pre-draft process. So I think they need to get someone in that mold. I don't think they want Frank Smith because he hasn't called plays for Miami. You know, he's going to get interviews. He should get interviews, but he hasn't called plays. So that's why I went Bobby Slowick from the Texans. Ben Johnson, then. Love that. I think Ben Johnson knows this is it. Like, here's the problem. It's like, I don't think this people are going to want this job that much, but I think that Ben Johnson's going to be like, I, at least I have the number one overall pick. Man, that's tough though, because Ben Johnson actually pulled himself out of a lot of names last year. A lot of mm-hmm. like, like, actually, I don't even see him going. This one's the hardest, but I'm going to say choose Ben Johnson because the only other place that I see Ben Johnson going is actually the Chargers. Okay. Uh, next up is the Falcons. This is where I'll use Brable. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Like I would love that. Could you imagine? It would basically be a juiced up version of his best Titans teams. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yep. I love it. Uh, I am going to go for the Falcons. I'm going to give him my boy, Ben Johnson. Um, I've spoken into existence, Ben Johnson, Justin Fields, Atlanta, lock it up. I just need that in my soul. Uh, And then final opening is the Tennessee Titans. And I have a name for this one. I think I've told you already. Um, but I'll let you go first because you're no. not going to take it. I think the slam dunk hire for the Titans is Brian Flores. Yeah, that's a good one. That is. A good um, one. He is cut Go from ahead. the same cloth as Rabel. Defensive mind, he's proven he can win with less. Uh, he's now had stops at Pittsburgh, stops in Minnesota. The big crutch on him in Miami, a lot of people don't say, like, oh, he didn't want Tom Brady, so they fired him. No, his problem was he couldn't put together a staff. He didn't have a um, web to hire from that other guys had because all he had was coaching experience with the Patriots. So all he had were pulls from new England and people don't usually leave new England. And if they do, you don't want them Look at Josh McDaniels. So now that he's had stops in Pittsburgh, he can tap into that Tomlin tree. He's had stops in uh, with the Vikings. So he can tap into that McVay tree, uh, you know, the O'Connell tree, I guess, if we call that. So he's got, he's now been in three, well, four total organizations that he can pull from. I think that would do him wonders. And listen, anyone who watches the like, they gave up 30 points. There is not a good player on that Vikings defense. And the fact that he got them to be relevant, this guy knows ball. Okay. Yeah. He knows ball. So Brian Flores, the Titans. Yeah. So I kind of want to change something. So commanders, 
or I mean, sorry, Panthers. Like I also, I also could see McDonald going there because the defense for the Panthers is actually good, and he could be yep. like, okay. At least I'm going to. We're going to win every game three to nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I do want to change that instead of Ben Johnson. I think Ben Johnson stays, um, because I think that maybe Chargers is the only one he wants, and if Harbaugh wants it, it's his. Um, so now I go back over to the Titans. Um, Brian Johnson. Eagles. Eagles offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You talk I was great. like, Brian Flores or Ben Johnson. What well, you can't yeah. you can't, can't like yeah, you can't them be, together yeah. and make one coach. You can't do that. I'll say Brian Johnson. I say that I say the Eagles. I think the Eagles win this weekend. If they can find a way to even make it back to the NFC championship game, then they like I think he's gonna get a ton of steam. And I think they won an offensive minded guy. Um, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Brian Johnson. Especially um in the NFL, we see a lot of monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. That was the fun thing with the Rams, right? Whoever was uh, in an elevator and high five Sean McVay was gonna get a head coaching gig the mm-hmm. next year. Well, um, yep. we've seen Shane Steichen and uh um Gannon, the Cardinals head coach, John Gray, he didn't have both the same success great. that Steichen had, but I mean, both very much exceeded expectations yep. in their first year. Yep. So I can especially a team like Carolina, I can see them going, oh, well, it worked for them. It'll work for us. We'll just we'll just get the next guy. Yeah, or the Titans, right? Because I think that they're going to yeah. be like, hey, I want a young – I want somebody that developed a young quarterback, right? And Brian yep. Johnson was that guy. He was the quarterback coach, right, Like mm-hmm. before he was the OC. So, yeah, that's going to be my answer there for the Titans. Which, okay, wow. Which I'll hate, right? Because now, all of a sudden, <laughs> Utah legend is a Tennessee Titans head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a life comes at you fast and you, you did it to yourself. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of things that you did to yourself or all about you, our next segment, unfortunately, yep. Take a big drink. Uh, don't yeah. worry folks. It's yeah. a diet cream soda, but, uh, zero sugar root beer. Wow. Okay. Look out for this guy. <laughs> yep. Um, is Justin, unfortunately we need to talk about your Jaguars and what happened the last month and a half of the season ultimately leading to what is labeled in here by you as the Jags collapse. Yeah. I mean, it kind of was a collapse. Obviously you, you're eight and three and you end up only having nine wins at the end of the season, and not make the playoffs. So obviously that game, that game hurt, man. Like it was, it was brutal. Um, it, it, it's hard to be on the internet right now because like, obviously like the quarterback is going to take a ton of heat for it. And Trevor obviously had tons of turnovers, which are just can't happen. But like, I just can't ignore the fact that the last nine weeks of last season, the first like 10 of this year, like he was up there with any other quarterback from statistic wise of like completion percentage and yards and all that type of stuff. And then the injuries kind of crept up, right? You have, you have an MCL sprain and then you have an ankle, a high ankle sprain. Then you have a concussion. Then you have an AC joint, right? And on your throwing arm, like that's obviously going to make you miss some throws. Um, somebody posted a two and a half minute clip, uh, today on Twitter of every dropped touchdown pass that Trevor had, like not his wow. fault, but two and a half minutes. How of, many were Calvin Ridley? Uh, legit like 10. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> like, um, it was brutal, man. Like I'm upset. I mean, they did fire their, uh, sorry, I almost said head coach, their DC. defensive, defensive coordinator, it does sound like there's some maybe a little bit of a power struggle with him and bulky right now. Surprise, surprise. Um, 
that they want Press Taylor, the OC, out. Obviously, Doug does not want him out. Like, this is actually what caused Doug to get fired in Philadelphia is because he had loyalty to Press Taylor. Like, it's literally the same thing over again. Um, so, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, onto the offseason, they got a lot of things that they need to fix. They need to tr- release some players to get out of some cap issues, which luckily, like, it looks like they're in cap problems. I know we know the cap's not real and stuff like that, and they can get out of a lot of the stuff. So, I mean, it's brutal, man, and especially because it was to the Titans. Like, it just made it that much worse. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can say, man, is, like, I'm I'm devastated. Like, I really wanted to make a playoff run there, and Christian Kirk was going to start playing. Like, he practiced last week. Like, I felt like the team, like, if they snuck into the playoffs, they were all of a sudden going to get healthy. Like, not all of a sudden, but, like, it felt like they were getting healthier and just came up a game short. So, okay. Um you get to be owner of the Jags for 72 hours. Yeah. What are you doing? And I guess purely from a coaching, yeah, um, from a coaching standpoint, from a, from a front office coaching um, standpoint, what moves are you making? Uh, because, you know, we've talked about, like, they, they, yes, they got rid of the DC. They are a house divided when it comes to, you know, what to do with the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, you watch every game, you follow yeah. this team, you know, they're, they're your team. I'm just curious, like, where, where you're at. And if you were, you know, drawn it up on the whiteboard, this is what I want. Uh, I mean, I want Balky gone. I just don't think that he, it's clear that he had, didn't build a team with any depth, like, whatsoever. Like, I felt like they could have made moves in the, like, in, at the trade deadline and were too scared to do it. Uh, even though like Trayvon Walker is doing great, um, obviously Josh Allen set records this this year um, for the franchise stuff like that. But like they they should have gone after another pass rusher. Like it just felt like they could have done more. And they more set set back or sat back and were just like, hey, want to know what? Like we made a run last year. We're like, let's run it all back when they probably shouldn't have ran it all back. Like there was clearly things that were like wrong last year still, even though they were improving week to week. But like. That doesn't mean just like sit back and just run it back. So, I mean, obviously bulky being gone. I mean, I would sit down with Doug and be like, Hey man, I get it. Loyalty and all this stuff. But like, I hired you because of your play calling ability. Like, and I get that you're the one like mentoring press and you can say like his offense is my offense, but like, there's clearly a difference of like you calling plays and him calling plays. You're just more unique in that sense than what press Taylor is. And he's more like cookie cutter. And like, I want you calling plays. I'm not saying fire press, fire press Taylor. I'm saying move him in, like even have him be OC, but not call plays. Tons of tons of head coaches do that. Doesn't your head coach do that? Um, yeah, like, yeah. Um, actually, they asked uh, Frank Smith um, what his role was in the offense since he doesn't call plays, and he said that um, he does his. He's like Batman. He does his best work in the shadows. See, I love that. So like, I don't. That's an awesome I, answer. Like, but like that would be my thing. Is I'd be like, I don't want Bulky as the general manager i haven't forever um and then i want i want doug calling plays i don't actually i'm not on board with everybody saying that i want doug peterson fired like i actually like doug i think that he's done good like listen we've been nine and eight two years in a row like i'm not forgetting that we used to only win two or three games a year like i'm not forgetting that like doug has improved this dramatically in two years but i want you to call plays dude like you're the guy that's what that's what we hired you for yeah, you know, exactly. like you said, it, we hired you to call plays. Why don't you call plays? Yep. Um, I think it's just really frustrating when you see a team that has so much potential mm-hmm. and so much young talent. Um, 
like the Jaguars, you know, just not even Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, Travis Etienne yeah. is a stud. Couple yeah. really good young offensive linemen, the defensive line, like you said, you know, uh, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker at the bookends. They have, for some reason, 75 good inside linebackers. Um, you know, it's just like, it, but like where they're deficient, it's deficient to a fault. You know, and it's just that is a very unbalanced roster. And as soon as, like we saw this year, when there's injuries to a Christian Kirk, when Trevor Lawrence is literally taking hit unnecessary hits because he is trying to single handedly will this team down the field, yep. it catches up to you. Yep. And that's what we saw in December this year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyways, so. that's it. Like enough Jags talk, but like, yeah, it's brutal. Holiday the offseason. I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, let's try to make some moves. They need some, they need guard help, center help, desperately center help. Um, they need more depth at wide receiver. They need interior offensive line or interior defensive linemen. I'd say those are our biggest needs and another edge rusher, which I I could see them ending up. I mean, they almost got Chase Young at the trade deadline. I could see them ending up signing Chase Young. Chase good Young. year, uh, good year to draft defensive ends in the in the draft, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, we'll get we'll get there. Uh tell you what, man. I wish it was colder. I wish it was colder. Why? Negative five degrees in Kansas City. <laughs> and Miami is bringing the heat with them from South Beach. I was referencing the McDaniel t-shirt. I didn't see it. Last year he wore a t-shirt like when they were gonna go play in Buffalo. Oh, I uh, week 18, I and they got their Candy ass is kicked, but he wore a shirt that said, I wish it were colder. Yes. I uh, that's magically making an appearance again this year. Of course it is. Um, we talked about earlier that sometimes you need to bet with your heart. Sometimes you need to bet with your head. I am going into this weekend with my heart and not my head. You have to with your team in the playoffs. For this game. Yeah, exactly. I do not have it in me to... I did Sunday night, but we've came around. Okay. We went through the five stages of grieving. We came out the other side, guns blazing. And I have talked myself into the Miami Dolphins winning this game. Good. They're not going to be able to throw the ball. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Raheem Mostert's going to be back. Devon A. Chan is an absolute stud. And I think if there was a coach that had to scheme up a way to get jet motion, jet passes, um, you know, uh, quick screens here, there, everywhere to be able to utilize the fact that, yeah, it's hard to track a deep ball in Arrowhead at night and it's going to be cold. Teams are used to playing the cold. So keep everything within five yards to the line of scrimmage, but make it work as a deep pass. It's Mike McDaniel. Yeah. And especially with the weapons that the Dolphins have. Like I said, Raheem Mostert's coming back. Jalen Waddle's coming back. I bet Jalen Waddle makes a game break and play this weekend. I can see it. Me too. When Miami takes a shot, I think it'll be to, to Waddle. It won't be to Tyreek Hill. I yeah. think it'll be to Waddle. I love that. Love that. So, I mean, I, I don't see a reason why Miami couldn't rush for 150 yards this weekend. The offensive line has been kicking ass with Liam Eichenberg, for God's sakes, leading the way at center. So, yeah, I, I, I've talked myself into it. The defense, we got Bruce Irving, 38 years old, off the street, said, don't worry about it. I'm a dog. Dog. Bruce Irving? Yeah. Dog. dog. Uh, we got Melvin Ingram, who uh, was one of my favorite players 30 years ago coming out of the draft. Yep. Because yeah, he played like South 1,800 Carolina. positions in South Carolina. Love him. Yep. Okay. Justin Houston, out for revenge. 
against yep. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Storylines. Don't mind Story me. I'll lines. just make my own. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Emmanuel Agba, once again, ex-chief. Yeah. What's ex-chief? Melvin Ingram's an ex-chief. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I got all these. I got all these ex-chiefs. It's time to hunt some Indians. Like, let's go. I'm ready. Exactly. exactly. Uh, no, it's going to be great. Javon Holland is going to have to play the game of his life. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think if he can lock down, this is sounds weird to say, Rice. but if Jalen Ramsey can lock down Rishi Rice, and then truly the only passing option is Travis Kells, Javon Holland on Travis Kells. Yep. And then you just got to stop the run. Yep. Exactly. And it sounds easy. Isaiah Pacheco is a hell of a running back. Yeah, We're not going to pretend the Chiefs aren't an awesome team that has struggled this year, but they basically had a bye week last week. But I, I'm getting, this, I think this game's got some juice. And I really hope juice. everyone can dig in their couch cushions, find six bucks to get Peacock and watch along with me. Yeah. I was actually very vocal to you and Austin that if this game was any game besides, this was before they got announced. I was like, if this is game, any game besides Chiefs Dolphins, I'm not buying it. I refuse to buy another service, but here we are and I'm buying it tomorrow. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I agree with all that. Um, everybody's probably like, well, what's Austin's opinion? He's not here. He sent us a three minute, three and a half minute voice clip. Um, he is, Taking the Dolphins to win this game, and he says, I promise it's not to reverse jinx this. Uh, his reasonings were that the Ch- he believes that the Dolphins' offense is better than the Chiefs' defense. He does not believe in the Chiefs' offense from what they've shown all year. Um, he believes kind of what you were just saying with all these ex-Chiefs. They're going to come in. They're going to understand what it's like in Arrowhead, and it's not going to phase them, and they're going to make some plays. Um, and he believes that because it's hard to catch the ball at night, which Tyreek Hill has said multiple times, uh, that he doesn't know the other guys are going to be able to catch it because they can't catch it normally. Like, how are they going to catch it at night Um, and with it being that cold? Though uh, Austin did say something that I thought was interesting that I didn't know is that uh, KC's field is heated, so like there won't be snow or anything on the field or anything like that. He said that in in our video, and I was was like, oh, that's interesting. I did not know know that. Yeah, so I think that changes. Like, it's still going to be cold as hell, right? But, like. That well, helps. I mean, because even, uh, so, like, okay. But I don't know if they do this at Utah games. But, um, like, at Badger games or uh, Packer games, when it's cold, cold, people actually stand on cardboard because that keeps you warmer than standing on, like, the concrete or something like that. So I think the fact that th- there's going to be radiant heat from the field yeah. Makes a huge difference. So, like honestly, on the field, and they'll probably tell you this like before the game, if it's negative five um ambient temperature outside the stadium, yeah, in the field between all the people, because it's gonna be a sold out game in Arrowhead. Oh, so oh, the so. body heat from everyone, the heated field, I won't doubt it's gonna be 20, 25 25. degrees yeah. down on the field, which like that is a different world, yeah, compared to negative five Agreed. out there by yourself. Agreed. So anyway, so that's Austin's opinion. He is taking he is taking uh dolphins at plus four and a half though. Actually, he actually did not even bet on this. Never mind. I'm sorry. He didn't bet on this. He he did say that he thought the Dolphins won the game though, but he did not take that bet. You know, it's one bet on this game as a player prop. So um yeah, that's it. All the other games, I I mean I say we just dive into those games like Yeah, I was gonna say we might as well just did you go in like order of like what the games are on your sheet? Yeah. Let's okay. Let's do Saturday games, and then Saturday games, and then we'll switch to Sunday games. Okay, so starting things off with the Texans and Browns, 
I guess, do you want me to tell you my bet and yeah. do yours? Or do you want to talk about it or what? Um, so I have the Texans team over of 20 and a half against the Browns. And then I kind of double dipped here and I took Kami Fairburn, the kicker over one and a half PATs made. Actually, Granted, he missed one last weekend. Yeah, but, but I love it's that. kind of a fun hedge. Uh, now, it's worth noting that Shanahan style offenses do struggle against Jim Schwartz defense. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's a thing. Yep. Uh, that being said, dude, I just I think CJ Stroud just has it. He does. It's like that rookie year Joe Burrow totally. moxie. Yep. You know what I mean? He's just it, it's a quiet confidence, and it just seems like it doesn't matter what you do. He's going to find a way. Yep, agreed, agreed. So I didn't take the Texans because I do think Cleveland does have a little juice, and I didn't. I just didn't feel good leaning either way. But Texans to score over twenty and a half, and uh, obviously then Fairbairn over one and a half PATs. I thought that was a pretty safe prop. Love it. Yeah, that that's really safe. Okay, cool. And your Miami KC bets. Well, do you have any bets on the Texans game? I do. Okay, you want to just do one at a time? Okay. Well, uh, I actually, we... that's fine. That's fine. I actually only have one. Uh, David Njoku over fifty four receiving yards. So he's hit this, I think, in like six of the last seven or something like that. Um, he actually did not hit it the week that these two teams played a couple weeks ago. But understandably, because Amari Cooper went for 700, yards. 790 yards or something like that. So um, I and I think that now the defense is going to be like, hey, we, we can't get beat by it like that again. So they're always going to have a safety over the top there to be taking out Amari, which is going to leave the open field, middle of the field. For Njoku, so give me over 54 receiving yards. Love it. Um, Austin yeah. has uh, long live, long live the 2017 first round tight end class. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? Um, Austin, David Njoku. Yep. Austin took uh, Browns at minus two and a half, and then he took Browns plus two and a half first half spread. So kind of double dip in there. Interesting. Uh, all right, next game is the Miami game. Uh, I have two bets in this game. First off, I'm going to take the under at 44. Listen, I talked about how good I think Miami can do offensively. I don't know if that scores a lot of points. I'm saying if both teams have to run the ball, I think that shortens the game quite a bit. And 44 is a pretty median NFL line for good weather because this is going to be bad weather. I think, like I said, you know, both teams are going to really focus on running the ball. So the under 44 is the bet here. And then I'm also going to take, this is a fun one, player prop-wise for everybody, I'm going to take Jalen Ramsey, Jag Wires legend Jalen Ramsey, over one and a half tackles for my second bet. Austin has one bet for this game. He is taking Kansas City's own Sweet Prince, the master of chaos, the one man every Chiefs fan does not want to see on the field. Austin's only bet for this game is Kadarius Tony over one and a half receptions. Yeah, and that's going to happen. How many? How many passes? How many targets does Kadarius Tony need to hit the over? I think he needs five targets. I think he needs three because they're going to do the stupid jet sweep and just like toss it up in the air thing. You think he can fuck that up? No, I think I think he'll just I think he'll catch both of those and then like he's gonna hit the over here. I think they do two of those. If this ends up being a Kadarius Tony legacy game, I'm not gonna be okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna be okay. Yeah, that'd be rough. Um, the Jalen Ramsey over one and a half tackles, though. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. He's gonna be ready for this game. Um, okay, my turn. We're going opposite here. I'm taking the over 44 in this game. I think that people are putting too much into the the cold weather. I think that I this is a hot not a hot take, but this is a bold prediction. I think there are three touchdowns in this game over 35 yards. I think there are. You think that because of the weather, if a dude gets going, he's just going to keep it. It might be hard to tackle, right? Might hurt a little bit more. And I think players just make plays. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to take the over because I think there's going to be a few big plays and just to to hit something on 44. I mean, you can actually say this about any over, but like it's super easy to hit overs. If you have two or three big plays, like it's just super easy. And then when it's in the sixties or whatnot, right. College, like you have to have those, right? Like, that's the, that's kind of the difference there. So I'm taking the over 44 there, and I'm actually taking the Miami over 18 and a half points. Um, double dipping, double dip it on this one a little bit. I actually have another bet on this game as well. Um, I'm also going to take Pacheco over 65.5 receiving or rushing yards. Okay, okay. I think yeah, they don't run the ball there. So 65 don't, yards doesn't uh, like a lot. Don't hate it. And we are on to Sunday games. Uh, first game noon slate. God's time Steelers and bills. I have one bet on this game and it is Steelers plus 10. Uh, so here's the thing. We all like to tell you how great Buffalo is and they are, they're a very good team. This is a game. They would F around and find out 100%. This could also be a weather game. This could also be a snowstorm game. Supposed to have 18 mile per hour winds. Yeah, it's the storm that was here yesterday that's supposed to be there. So if that's if it looks like it does outside right here, we got eight inches of snow and a shit ton of wind. If that's the case, I would take plus 10 any direction. They could be playing the Panthers, and I'd probably not take it, but I'd think about it. They could be playing the Cardinals or the Patriots, and I would definitely take it. Right. Love that. Okay. Cool. Um, Austin is going to take Steelers first drive punt and he's actually going to take the bills at minus 10. So you guys are opposite on that one. Um, so that's Austin's picks for this game. Uh, I have a handful on this one. I also am taking Steelers first drive punt. Uh, I actually thought about double dipping and just doing both teams first drive punt and thinking that it might start off a little slow. Um, but I stuck with just the Steelers there. Uh, I'm taking Najee Harris over 15 and a half rush attempts. Oh, yeah, I like that. I think that they're going to just run the ball, and he's been doing really well lately. Like, he's kind of turned it around. So, uh, and I think that they, because of this wind, they're going to need to run the ball, and they're also going to want to keep the Bills off the field, the offense off the field. So, they're going to run the ball a lot. So, over 15 and a half rush attempts for Najee Harris. Yeah, and the Steelers know if they're going to win this game, it's not going to be on Mason Rudolph. Yeah. It's going to be on Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game in a game in a weekend of matchups, uh, boogeyman for Dallas Cowboys fans. The Green Bay Packers are coming to town in the afternoon slate. I am very excited for this game because I don't really have a dog in it. I do think it, if there was going to be a game this weekend that gets kind of shootouty, it's this game in the in the dome down in Dallas. So give me Dakota Prescott over one and a half touchdowns. Love it. That one love felt it. very safe. Okay, love that. 
Uh, Austin only has one bet. He's taking Packers plus seven and a half. That scares the shit out of me. Like we all season, us three have been talking about how good Dallas is at home. Like that just scares yeah. me. Like it's but, a real thing. It's a real thing. So he's taking that one. Um, fun fact: this I I am gonna have so many plays on this game because like of what you were kind of just saying. So let's start off with I also have Dak one and over one and a half touchdowns. Um, I also have over nine and a half points in the first quarter. I have Jaden Reed over four and a half receptions. Dude, he might be the best receiver we don't talk about. Seriously. So good. So good. So over four and a half receptions there. Uh, I have Tony Pollard over 14 and a half rush attempts. He's hit this in like five of his last uh, seven. And one of those two that he didn't hit it on was the Bills game where they were down by a bajillion the whole game. So obviously he's not going to hit it. The other one was actually the Dolphins game. Um, those are the only two that he hasn't hit in the last like seven weeks. So um, give me over 14 and a half rush attempts there. Uh, Green Bay's defense is really bad. Like that's why I kind of think that the Packer or I mean the Cowboys are going to just roll in this game a little bit. Um, so give me CD lamb over 90 receiving yards. His line right now is actually 97, but I'm just doing the alt line of 90 plus. Cause it's at one yep. one sixty. Um, and I just love that. Where would you start to get scared at an over underline for CD? Because like, let's be honest, like I would not be shocked if he has 140 yards. Totally. So, like, so where would it have to be where you would like really sweat? 110. Okay. I, I had I was like 125. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, that that's I mean the thing is he can do it on like one play could make it. Like totally. if CD took a 75 80 yard pass to the house would not be shocked at all. Yeah, would would not be shocked. But I mean I say that but then I didn't take the 97. I took the alt line of 90. So maybe my Well, I mean if you, if you can get a good line you take the good line. Yeah, exactly. It's not that's how it's done. That's how that's how it's done. So anyways, so all of this like all of those bets that is me saying I'm taking basically the Cowboys to dominate this game, score a lot of points and Packers trying to catch up and that's why I took Jaden Reed at four and a half catches. So Okay. Those are the all the bets you got on the game? Okay, moving on to Sunday night football, probably matchup of the weekend. Um, Matt Stafford and company. Yep. Coming to the Motor City. Yep. To face his first love, the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions. Yes. I am taking Matt Stafford over one and a half touchdowns. I think Sean McVay gets cute, gets cocky. And is like, we're doing it for Matt, yep. and we're going to rub it in their face that I have Stafford and you don't. Thousand percent. We're gonna make this a Stafford versus golf game. Yeah. And I think we all know where we would side in that. Um, so being that that's gonna happen, I have Matthew Stafford over one and a half touchdowns. Also, I'm taking the over 51 and a half, which is a super high super over high. under in the NFL world. So this is the NFL telling you that they think it's going to be a shootout. Yep. Agreed. Yep. All right. Austin is going opposite of you and taking the under 51 and a half. And then he is taking the lions at minus three. Uh, that leaves me. I'm also taking lions minus minus three. Uh, I think there's a lot, a lot of money is probably riding on the Rams. I think they're the hot team right now. And so a lot of people are probably putting money there. I'm going to just stick with, I just think the Lions are the better team when it's all said and done. I will say, though, 
Laporta being out, huge thing for this team. Huge, huge thing. Like they don't even get a week to like play and like figure it out without him, man. Like this is another one of those. Like this is why like some people hate that coaches like bench guys in week eighteen. This is why because this type of stuff can happen. Like it, yep. it sucks. So, um, but I still am going to take the Lions at minus three. Um, I also am taking Stafford over one and a half touchdowns because I think that that's um, I think that's a lock. Um, I also am taking under four and a half catches for Demarcus Robinson. We talked about Demarcus Robinson a couple of weeks ago about how he'd been doing well. It seems like the last couple of weeks they'd gone back to like, maybe it's because Cooper Cup's getting healthy now. And now they're kind of going back into that two wide receiver set more often. Um, he's not, he's only had two each of the last two weeks. So um, four and a half seems a little high. I will say the previous like, Four weeks before that, though, he was catching like six or seven balls. But again, I think that's when Cup wasn't as healthy. So give me under four and a half here, though. If it's a shootout, though, like this is a very scary bet. But I'm going with it. Gut's telling me under four and a half. Okay. And the Monday night game, I think it's kind of like, if you had to play Monday night, I'd be pissed. So dumb. So like, especially if you end up playing a team that played on Saturday which next will. weekend. Well, no, they'll, like, they'll make it. That's how it shakes out. I guess it all. Yeah, they can't. Um, but you know, it that would be shit. Uh, tinfoil hat time. The reason this is the Monday night game is because so many Eagles got banged up last week that they want to give them an extra day of rest. Totally, for sure, hundred percent. And actually, no, no, basically, no matter. I mean, these guys will play the one seed, right? Well, no, because they're not if the six. Never mind. Sorry, I'm. Bad yep, it's a, it's yeah, a. Bad yep, match. yep. Yeah. Like I said, does we 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 won't know till Monday. Correct. Uh, but that being said, uh, I try to take one bet that scares the shit out of me every week. Yeah. Like if you look at the lines, and there's a line that you look like look at it, and you're like, why is that like that? Chances are Vegas knows something you don't. I think if the average person saw Eagles as a three-point favorite going to the Bucs, they go, only three? Really? The Eagles, since Big Dom was booted off the sideline, are one and five. Okay? The Eagles are struggling lately. Real bad. So, my bet that doesn't make sense of the week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three. Okay. All right. Mike Evans legacy game. Okay, love to hear it. Austin is also on that train. Austin's also taking Bucks plus three, so you guys can ride that together. We are going to believe in Baker. Yeah, which uh, is the one thing you shouldn't do, folks. Shouldn't. Last week, yeah, exactly. Oh, fucking Arthur Smith, dude. Yeah. yeah. So okay, um, I actually am scared of this game. Um, I actually thought about just not even betting on it at all, but like that's boring. It's boring podcasting. That's boring. It's just life. I'm not going to watch a Monday night playoff game and not have skin in the game. Uh, so I'm going to take over 16 and a half rush attempts for Rashad White. I think is it touches or rush pure rush attempts? Rush attempts. Damn. If it was touches, I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I actually had the stat open like two seconds ago. I wish I kept it open on like how many games in a row he's hit this. If you bear with me for like i don't know another 30 seconds i think the buccaneers should wear their creamsicle uniforms for this game they should they should they'd be sick yeah okay so here here's his lines last week 19 rush attempts 
The week before that against the Saints, only 11. But then he had 20, 21, 25, 20. So that's his last one, two, three, four, five, six games. He's hit at five of the last six. So, um, and not only hit it, hit it by a large margin. Like we're talking like an extra like four carries each game. So, um, give me, give me over 16 and a half. I really wish this game, this was 15 and a half because then I'd feel great. But, um, just gonna take it. Um, if there is a touches, I might, I might even change that in a, in a real world bet there. So, um, yeah, that's it, man. That's that's our bets for the week. Um, this is to backtrack back to Nick Saban because I saw I got tagged in a tweet. What is Nick Saban's all time coaching record against the University of Wisconsin? No idea. <laughs> because you got tagged in it, you gotta assume that he's like like two and two or something like that. He's one and two. Ooh. Nick Saban will never have a winning record against the Badgers. And here's the thing. Wisconsin plays Alabama next year, starting a three-game stretch. Ooh. So he was horrified, scared. He was. Scared. Yeah. Do, you know Do not record? want that Bucky smoke. Do you know what his record against Utah is? Uh, Four and one. Oh, and one. Oh. Oh. Really? We beat him in the Sugar Bowl. Well, that makes sense because you'd only play. I knew the Sugar Bowl, but I guess, yeah, Bama would never, never play, play Utah, Utah non-conference. Yeah, never. It would make zero yeah. sense for them. Like yeah, that, that is sense. a lose-lose possibility there for them. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Let's wow. Do uh, so Nick Saban, Nick Saban against the podcast tonight, one and three all time. Yep. Yep. What, so, what a scrub. What an absolute scrub. scrub. So Austin did not do a three-leg parlay. Um, he did send us a picture, but, um, that wasn't it. That was, so I don't, so no three legger for Austin. Um, he'll do it tomorrow. I'm sure. Uh, but you guys won't hear about it. So Austin or Dan, what's your three leg? All right. I am going to take, uh, the Fairbairn over one and a half PATs. Love it. Marked. I am going to take, uh, Jalen Ramsey over one and a half tackles. Love it. And for my final leg, oh, this is where like I miss college football because like I really just like to sneak a college game in here yeah. or something. Um, give me Maddie Stafford over one and a half touchdowns. So all player prop parlay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, uh, mine also is only player prop parlay. Uh, okay, I'm taking, let's go. I'm taking Dak over one and a half touchdown passes. I'm taking lamb over 90 yards again riding the cowboys right now and then i'm actually taking pacheco over 65 and a half i just i just, uh, don't, I just don't see him not getting there who do you think wins that game by the way <laughs> um gun to my gun to my head okay yeah we talked we, right talked, we talked about this right heart and head like yep my, my head tells me the chiefs win the game Okay, what's your heart. heart? What's your heart tell you? I will one hundred million percent be rooting for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, that's that's all I need to know. Like Austin knows this too. Like I'm just like I'm like again like I, I'm done with seeing the Chiefs and like no, AMC we're the games. we're we're very similar that way. Where when I got to the college football playoff, we're like I'm not going to be mad 
however this ends because it's four new teams. Yeah, exactly. I just want new teams. Like when my yep. team's not in the fight, I just want a new team. Like it actually has nothing to do with like a dislike of the Chiefs or anything. It just has to do with I I just want a new team. They're like, stale. Yeah. They're stale. Yep. Um, I would say they're probably the only stale team. Like I don't think that the Eagles are because they've only been there once, right? Like mm-hmm. the Niners haven't been in the champion in the Super Bowl for a few years. Um, obviously Cincinnati's not even in it anymore. What Baltimore's new. even like even the Rams though. I mean, like, you know, they've yeah, but is like, it, this this Rams team year, feels different. So it, it different. feels different. Yep, exactly. So I think it's just, because of you know your, your preseason expectations. Yeah. I will say, shout out Austin. He did have the Rams making the playoffs. I went back and looked at that the other day. He had them making the playoffs. I did not see I thought there was no chance in hell they made the playoffs. So damn. Austin, even though I'm rooting against your team, one, I think they win, and two, shout out on good call in the Rams. Yeah, yeah, damn. Damn. Okay, five left. I think, far left. I think uh, everyone's rooting for Detroit, though. Everyone. I think a lot of people are, yeah, for sure. All right, five leg. Uh, do we want to use some of Austin's bet sprinkle in here? Yeah, we should. We absolutely should. Um, Let's do the Kadarius Tony over one and a half receptions. I okay. think you're right. I think he gets a couple touch passes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, um, and then do we want to take Rams minus three? Rams? Or sorry, uh, Lions, Lions minus three. Lions? Yeah, we can take a Lions minus three. That's fine. I was looking at it, but couldn't read good. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, I don't think any of us did that. And that's not even a real Alt line, baby. Yeah, exactly. Six point, six point swing. Good yeah. odds. Uh-huh. Okay. Um... Which one of yours do you like? I was actually looking at yours. Oh, okay. um, I yours. like Jaden Reed over four and a half catches. Okay. I think he's turned into the guy for love. He has for sure. Okay. And then why don't you why don't you pick one of mine? Going off of I know you have it in your third legger, but I really like Matthew Stafford over one and a half touchdown passes. So I'm working okay. the game because I really like it. What are we up to for number of bets? We're at four. We need one more. Bum, bum, bum. We don't have anything in the Texans game yet. Yeah, because that's that, – I don't think I want anything in the Texans. But, I mean, that game just scares me because I, I honestly don't know how I see that playing out. Okay. Uh, then we need something from the Tampa game. Austin just has box. I just have box, which is scary as hell. And you just have Rashad White. Yeah. Well, that's lame. That, Are we missing something from a different game? The Bill Steelers game. Yeah. I'm good with uh, something from the Bill Steelers game, or if you want to do the joke over 54 yards, I'm cool with that too. I think I'd rather not like, so this is where my head's kind of at is like, I only want to have like, one bet in that game. So I like start off, like start off small and that for the weekend, you know, and then like just really okay. watch that game. And then, I, then that's where my gambling picks up. So I prefer something in. Well, Austin yeah. and I are on opposite sides of the spread. Cause I think Steelers cover 10. He has bills by 10. Mm-hmm. Just do first drive punt for the Steelers. I have that. Do you want to do that? Yeah, you and Austin both have that. We'll throw that in. Okay. All right. But All right. now I also do need to know where you would be on the spread if you gun to your head. Not your heart, your head. Yeah, head on this game. Um 
I mean, 10 is just so much, but no TJ Watt. Wonder what I, because when we do our bets, we do tie you, tie you win. I think you both mm-hmm. win. I legit think that they probably win by 10. That is such a coward answer. I know it is. I won't let you get away with that. Gun, nope. to my, gun to my head. Bills win by 14. Okay. That's where, uh, that's where I want it to be. I think, I think I want the odds against me. That's yeah, fine. For sure. For sure. I think like if you had to, I think that the Steelers keep this thing close until the fourth quarter and then they then they just run out of steam. They they miss TJ Watt too much. Yeah, I can definitely see that. What are you laughing at? I, I okay, I gotta tell on the podcast. So it's a picture of uh Dabo with a black eye. Yeah, from the, okay. from the basketball game. Yep. Yep. And it just says the minute Dabo walks into the Bama locker room and says Jesus is our new NIL. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it. funny. It's really funny. I love that. Uh all right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, it's playoff time, folks. And college done. We got what thirteen more games left or so. Um NFL and then that's it. Like, but yeah, but playoff football is fun. Like, I love gambling. Uh, NFL playoff football. It's gonna be a good one. Uh, hope everybody um enjoys it. I hope everybody rides with us. I, I I'm feeling good this week from all of our bets. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and uh, if the Chiefs lose, uh, I want everybody to tweet at Austin. Yes. And if Miami loses, leave me alone. I'm gonna be sad. Yeah, don't don't text him. Yeah. Don't tweet it, Dan. But tweet yeah. it, Austin. If the Chiefs lose, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Austin, we miss you. All right. Okay. See y'all tonight. We've been talking football.